Well, I was just going to say that that for for PSG and and I guess also for uh, like for City, I mean, and and Chelsea, I guess too. I mean, given given who owns those clubs, like like personally, I don't I don't buy into this whole sports washing story about how the idea is that they want to sanitize their public image in the West by like owning these. I think that's ridiculous. I think what's really going on here is that we're looking at. Um, uh, the vanity projects of wealthy people, right? Like they're, they're not in this for the money or the image they're, they're in this because they have a lot of money and they want to own teams and, and win, uh, win titles and take their place in the, um, you know, in, in the annals of the sport. So in a way, like for PSG, like they, they didn't buy this club to, uh, you know, win the super league, they bought this club to, uh, you know, one day challenge, you know, Liverpool and Real Madrid's record of, of Champions League wins. Open wide for some soccer! Welcome to another edition of Soccer Group Chat. I'm Nick. I'm here with Adrian, uh, Nick Gill, who is at the Super League headquarters. Uh, if, if you watch this on video, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, it looks like he's at a dismantled, destroyed warehouse with a whole bunch of trash in a corner. Um, so yeah, he's joining us live from, uh, from there and very pleased to welcome for the second week in a row, Vukashin Simunovic, uh, who is, uh, hopefully going to be a regular on this program. Uh, guys, last week we, we got all the boys together. We got all the lads for an emergency pod. Because the the world almost exploded, the football world was sent into tatters by this super league uh, that got announced. And then, as we were recording, uh, it seemed to be uh, on on its deathbed already. Uh, after we after we stopped recording, uh, te- basically all the teams announced that they um, were were leaving the league and that the league was basically folding before it even had the chance to uh, kick off any of their games uh all they basically succeeded in doing was making everyone angry and having a website uh so i thought it'd be good to just um you know recap what happened in the week that was after the super league announcement and then we could go over uh the new uefa champions league system the swiss uh the swiss system which uefa kind of slid in uh underneath the chaos while this is happening um so Vuk, since you're seemingly very knowledgeable about this, and I know Adrian, our legal, you, our legal expert, our legal expert with all the books in the back, uh, if you just want to give us kind of like a rundown for for idiots like me who don't really know what's going on, uh, what kind of the Swiss system is, and what, and and then we could kind of get into like what UEFA did to make sure that these teams don't leave the Champions League system this time around. Um. Well, well, shit. I'm 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 less informed uh, than I thought I was uh, ten minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was essentially going to be a uh, sort of like a league system, so no group stage, which is correct. Um, and instead of so so essentially, you'll play everyone once, as opposed to a series of home and away ties. And then that leads into the knockout system, which I think Adrian uh, can probably explain better than I can. Yeah, it's 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 actually because because neither of us were sure, so we had to Google it and confirm. 
Uh, it's more complicated than that. So there are no <laughs> groups, but there sort of are because you don't play everyone. There's 36 teams up from 32, and then you play uh, five other teams that are a mix of like the top teams and less top teams, like, you know, so you have kind of a de facto group, but you're in a league. So you're competing against everyone else, which is kind of, I mean, you can start to already think of like issues with that. I think then the top eight automatically qualify for the round of 16. But before we get to the round of 16, we need a round of 16 with teams placed ninth to 24th in that table. Uh, so you take those 16 teams and then eight of those qualify for the next round of 16 okay, where the top to... eight teams knock out and then it's normal. Um, yeah. But then it's normal. <laughs> yeah. And then after, after the second round of 16, it's just, uh, everything you'd expect from the champions league. And, uh, as well, those like just to cover the the extra four teams, they come from the infuriating one that everyone's mad about is the the ironically named wild card, which I think we mentioned in the last episode, where basically if you have not qualified but you have the highest coefficient uh, and experience in the Champions League, then you get in. So it's a fail safe for underperforming big clubs. Although maybe we'll get to it later. Are they really underperforming or team do teams just have cycles of success? Well, that's it. Like that was, that was the kind of part of it that I was most confused about where teams like Man U or Liverpool or, or whomever, if they finish like sixth or seventh can still get in. And that's just based on there on the fact that they've been in the champions league before. Is that all it is? Or does it depend on, yeah. on like other factors too? I think it's purely done on coefficient. So the, the four teams with the highest coefficient that don't qualify get in. I, I think that's how it works. I think that's fair. That's a fair reason. And that's <laughs> no bias attached to me and being a Liverpool supporter. But technically, if the rules existed this year and we got in because of the coefficient, it's because, you know, we won the competition two years ago. I think that's a great idea by you. One of the very few they have, actually. Have, uh, let's let's imagine conversely that Liverpool win the t- they've won the title again this year and Man City's in seventh. What do you think of the rule then? Now that's bullshit. Yeah, because, uh, they haven't done anything in Europe. All right, they choke every year. All right, all right, bad example then, because yeah, they they do choke <laughs> in Europe every year. <laughs> but uh, but what what happens if Ajax finish third place in Holland? All right, and uh, they can't get in the Champions League, but they you know they they do their thing every season. It would be pretty harsh to exclude them, right? It's uh, no, I think the coefficient is a good idea, but let, yeah. let's not forget this Super League discussion and all this has made UEFA look like angels in the last week or two, right? Everyone's I, uh, <laughs> and the perfect time to implement them changes right during the Super League. They're excellent. I agree. The, 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 way, the way that this played out is, is frankly kind of laughable. I mean, <laughs> these, these big clubs, the, the breakaway clubs, uh, have basically been. Uh, like agitating for these reforms, right? And then right on the cusp of UEFA saying, hey, we're going to give you what you want. Uh, these, these clubs say, oh, okay, well, we're in a breakaway league now. We're in the Super League. And UEFA still goes through with the reforms. Um, I think they yeah. look terrible. They, they, they either look like they, they don't care and they're sort of 
uh, actively participating in this whole endeavor of, of um, sort of making the game uh, safer uh, and more stable for the financially successful teams, or they look just like completely weak and inept and like they have no backbone. So, I, I mean, they, they come out of this looking bad either way, I think. Yeah, they did. They did have a window of time, though, where they could kind of get away with it without too much scrutiny. I, I don't think this was ever going to have the same or, or you know what? That's actually what what Thomas Tuchel said, uh, I think, today or yesterday. Kind of funny that he came out against this harder than he came out against the Super League. But he said, oh, they they were covered by the Super League backlash. But I kind of disagree with him. I think that um, because of the Super League, I think maybe more people might complain about this. Whereas before, I think people might just have not heard about it or been less likely to like protest it or something. Because I, I know like me and like maybe Nick, I, I don't really watch that much Champions League because I don't care. Like I, it's not, it doesn't really bother me. Like Newcastle's nowhere near it. So I'm, I, I would obviously love it if Palace were to get in, but I kind of know that they're, you know, most likely never going to, or at least if they do, it's going to be, uh, it'll be really, really special. And I still, I mean, I still watch it just because, you know, it's the big teams going head to head to head and it's, it's, it's a big occasion and the atmosphere is always great when there's fans in the stands, but like, yeah, I mean, I just like, it's so confusing to me now. And it, it seems like there's so many more games, and honestly, like the past few years, I've been kind of more interested in the Europa League because I like seeing like the, you know, like the Leals of the world uh, play and do well. Like it's kind of like not like the, the biggest big teams. Like we all know that Real Madrid, Barcelona, and this is the whole thing with the Super League that like, frankly, sucked. It was like, we all know that Real, Barca, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, like we all know that these guys are good and they have good players, but it's more fun seeing like Lille and Red Star and those kind of teams that you can't really ever watch um you know make runs and go deep in those kind of competitions so the uh, whole speaking, speaking of leo by the way you anyone everyone knows what's happening in france right now right they're four games away from being the french champions yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's Le, Le Dogs. jonathan Dave. They have, they're, they're only one point clear i think at the moment yeah four games they came right. back from two nil behind leon away win three two it's uh that it, is that leicester city-esque I know we're going off topic, but if they win the league, is that Leicester City esque? I mean, uh, I, Mont Montpellier esque, right? Is that is that who won that one time? Feel, yeah, it was like twenty. PSG weren't formed then, were they? Or that yeah. was their first year. This one, uh, but um, that's a great story, though. Yeah, I, f I feel like it wouldn't be as I feel like it wouldn't be as crazy as Leicester, just because Leicester had to beat out like the top six and all these other teams. But and Lille, really, they, there's like three teams in France that are, you know. It makes it more special because Lyon knocked out Man City last year. They made the semifinals of the Champions right. League and PSG made the final. So those two teams, I know Lyon sold that Dembele guy, but mm. um, Lyon, they're, they're no joke. They're a yeah. good team. At least for the Leicester, everyone was just shit last year yeah. and that year. Everyone, everyone. Fucking Tottenham was second for fuck's sake. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Like <laughs> that's, a, that's how bad it was. I think three of the top six uh, managers got fired uh, that year as well. Rogers, uh, Pellegrini, yeah. Marini. It was bad. But at least PSG, if PSG win the, the Champions League, that makes Lille, um, Lille uh, French League even better. Exactly. Well. 
exactly. Also, just really funny that that Pochettino will continue not winning trophies. <laughs> uh, it, like you know, like well, he, he can't even win league in <laughs> at the helm. You remember the saying though about you can you can take Pochettino out of Tottenham, but you can't take Tottenham out of Pochettino. Just remember that. <laughs> That's, uh, also. <laughs> Look what happened to Kieran Trippier. That that guy's doing the Tottenham Atletico Madrid. These idiots have squandered a 15-point lead, haven't they, in La Liga? It's, uh, it's the Kieran Trippier effect. I blame him solely. Yeah, I saw like Barca was... Barca's like one point off or something. Or just like a... Yeah, they got a game in hand. But yeah. Just, just as an aside... Uh, Wait for Adrian to when, come back. When did, when did Monaco sell off that... That really good team that they had with Mbappe. And oh my God, Fabinho. The Thomas Bar and how many? When years the ago? owner, when the owner's wife wanted half the money. Yeah, yeah. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like 20, 2017, 2018? The the, the, the uh, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. She wanted yeah. half of his uh, uh, fortune, so you have to sell the players. Yeah, that team. I mean, that team was so sick and so stacked. Yeah, but they're they're right back in the mix. They're they're in third place with five wins in a row. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's that, that... like some 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 other clubs like have been rebuilding for like over a decade. <laughs> you know, that that Monaco team was in, oh my god! That's, uh, yeah. You know, the PSG got Mbappe, City got what well, they got Bernardo Silva, Liverpool yeah. got Fabinho, like all the sweepstakes, and then Chelsea end up with Bakayoko. <laughs> yeah, they won that one, didn't they? So you guys saw all the protests. Uh, we spoke about Tottenham earlier. We mentioned Arsenal. I think that was probably the biggest one that was going around Twitter and the news. The hundreds of people outside uh, the Emirates, or yeah, the Emirates, uh, protesting. You know, cranky out all this stuff. Uh, so, what do you guys think about like should should the clubs be punished? Because I feel like there was all this stuff going around. It was so big. It was in the news, and then the next day the games just kicked off as normal, right? And I'm sure that if there were fans in the stands, there would have been way more kind of chaos outside, way more turmoil. But I feel like it was relatively calm. And I just kind of think like, should we, should we just kind of let this slide? Like, should we let them forget about this or, or does somebody have to, you know, bring the hammer down? Uh, Bring, bring all the hammers down. I say, get, get, get down to the, workshop dig out every hammer you can find and and fucking throw it at them um (laughs) like like i think i mean i i what i wanted to see was uh all of these teams immediately expelled from uh uefa and from their domestic leagues um i mean that all happened and they were sort of allowed to back off but even i mean if you don't want to go that far like they should all be relegated to the bottom of their respective pyramids um, and, and yeah, harshest financial penalties, but, but I, I personally like to see them just kicked out of, kicked out of the league system altogether. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice and lenient recaution. Nice view. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it's a defensible position. So uh, like we, we can get into it. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of with you. Like I would, I want to see. I want to see punishments. I want to see, I want to see sanctions. I wouldn't mind seeing them, you know, relegated, maybe not to the, to the national league or the conference league, but maybe to the championship or, or league. Uh, league, league two, league two, uh, you know, we can be re- league two. <laughs> you, you don't want to send them now to the conference. That's a bit, 
um, yeah. What do you think, Adrian? Well, well, let's. I, I want to hear from Nick first. Like, I'll jump in in a second. But Nick, what what's your response to this? Being a Liverpool fan, no, no comment. Well, well, let me let me prompt you then. Like, like you're, you obviously don't like FSG, so yeah. But but you don't want anything to happen like to Liverpool itself. I assume. Like, what what are you thinking? It's hard to think because you don't want to see Liverpool. Well, you know what? I wouldn't mind a point deduction if Man City don't win the league and Leicester do, but it won't be that. It won't be a 15, 20 points, right? I would actually take a Liverpool point deduction because I don't want us to finish in the Europa League places either. All right, I just I'll finish tenth or something. I'll take that. But you don't want to get you don't want to get fucked up by Milan Pavkov again. Yeah. Oh Jesus, you're in there, right? Fucking. Hell. I just don't want to go to fucking Azerbaijan and fucking Kazakhstan and fucking any any Bajan, All right, I don't want to trip. It'll be too much. But, uh, all right, but no, I'm thinking there's different types of punishment. You can fine them, but uh, a fine to Liverpool, is that going to be the same to fine to Man City and Chelsea? There's pocket change to them. You know, maybe, you know, like the Premier League meetings that the top six don't have a vote anymore, something like that, because uh, I think they lost respect from the other clubs. Something, just something like that, ban them from the EPL meetings or voting rights. I think that's probably what's going to happen. A point deduction, I don't see it. Financial, what's 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 twenty million to the sheik of Man City? Okay, why 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 not why not a point deduction? I don't see that happening. I just don't see it because if Man City get a point deduction, mate, then lawyers are going to be all over that shit. Uh, okay, okay. So I guess there's there's two there's sort of two questions here. One is what's likely to happen, and and the other is what uh, what would we like to see happen, or or what should happen. What's likely to happen? Well, what should happen? Yeah, you're right. It should be a punishment. They wanted to leave, so you have to. There has to be some sort of punishment. But the thing is, the big six are so powerful. How, you know, like if you if you penalize them with points, bro, the big six are lawyers. You know, Man City's lawyers beat UEFA in court, right? That's how good they are. The sheet gets the best of the best. But what's likely to happen is maybe just the, in the EPL meetings just ban them for two, three years, or they have no voting rights for the next few years. Something like that. Yeah, I, I just mean, can't it more serious. Maybe a fine, a small fine as well. Yeah, it, it, seems, it seems like what's likely to happen is something trivial like that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think the more interesting, uh, the more interesting discussion here is what should happen. Um, and, 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 yeah, I mean... It's exactly because these clubs are so powerful that I, I think they should have been kicked out immediately. Uh, you know, 15 minutes after they they announced that they were in the Super League, um, you know, for breach of contract, and and that's that. And then you know, what what power can they have in the the league system when they've been expelled from it? Right. If you if you kick them out of that, Sky and all the TV companies, they'll sue the Premier League because they want to show the they didn't pay five billion pounds of preseason Sky to show fucking Sheffield versus Burnley, did they? You know, <laughs> that's a, it's, it's too many losses. I mean, I think that's the thing too, right? It's not just that these teams have like power and money. Like, yes, they have money from like oil and allegedly agent. alleged oil and like. <laughs> like debt structure that that i can't explain but addy explained last time um but also like a lot of their power is coming from that it's coming from their position as brands in relation to like tv deals and that's the other thing is the premier league this isn't a two-sided issue the premier league is not 
with the fans against these clubs. The Premier League is looking out for its own financial interests and the clubs in the Premier League are looking out for their financial interests. Um, and then I don't think they really even think about really how the fans might feel in terms of things we might get into like 50 plus one, but you know, the, the problem's still there while all this TV money is there. Um, exactly. And, uh, yeah, Adrian, you brought up the fans and the 50 plus one model. And, and I was kind of thinking about this question when Nick Gill was talking about FSG and how it was, you know, the Super League clubs are basically non-British owners, right? They're the owners that don't understand the culture. And that's why there was such a big backlash is because of just how ingrained football is in the culture of, of you know, the leagues and, and the towns and the cities and everything. So would you would you guys like, if there was a punishment where the, like, if your club is owned by a non, like if you play in England and if you're owned by a non-English owner, could you see them doing something where, you know, you can't make decisions like this if you're not owned by, or is that too, is that too uh, exclusionary? I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think before uh, Vuk has, has spoken to this and I think I just interrupted him. So I'll just let him speak for himself. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I think I think it's 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 not the right perspective to say that a, a non-British owner would would be like this. Like you can be from anywhere and, and have, I think, a good understanding of of what this sport can like mean to people. I think th the issue there is is more that. You know, ag again, it's it's more just being treated solely as a business. And again, that's like, I don't think Mike Ashley feels any different about Newcastle. I think Steve, Steve Parrish, what's his yep. name? I always forget his name wrong. He Steve Parrish, yeah. Fucking hate that guy. Well, and that's the thing with him. That's the thing with, with him too. Sorry, just to well, just interrupt quickly. Okay. He's, he's, he's like the owner of Palace, but Palace is financed by two American guys who own the, the Nets and the, and, and the Sixers. And the Devils, like uh, NHL, or yeah, not the Nets. They own the Sixers and the Devils, like an NHL and NBA team. So this could have easily happened to Palace. Sorry, Adrian. Well, Go no, ahead. I, just I was just going to say that Steve Parrish is like a boyhood Crystal Palace fan. So I yeah. think he does have like a genuine interest in the club. But he's also, I think, just admittedly from only hearing him speak on like Sky Sports. But I think he too just thinks in like business terms. So I think he's protecting the interest of the club, but still in a way that, is just totally committed to TV rights and, and not necessarily in the best possible interest. I, I have other thoughts that I want to maybe throw out later, but maybe first get like Vuk and Nick's perspective on things too. Well, no, I was going to say in regards to foreign ownership, like look at Wolverhampton. They were there in the championship. They got that Chinese billionaire in. He's spending, spending, spending with that Jorge Mendez as his advisor, right? Or he owns part ownership. I don't know how that works, but uh, he's getting all his clients in. Look at Everton. They got that Iranian billionaire in. Look at all the money they spent in the last five, six years. Manchester City. Uh, foreign ownership is it's fine, but the thing, it's hard. You know, I think just ban all Americans. They're just, they're <laughs> Liverpool, United, Tottenham, and Arsenal. They're the only four. And Mike Ashley. All yeah, the yeah. other owners, I think they're fine. Look at Sheffield's owner, Prince Abdullah, the guy. He's done one interview since he joined, and he was talking shit about Chris Walder. I'll talk about him about the next podcast. <laughs> but apart from uh, you, you, what other clubs are protesting about their owners in the last five, five years? It's just, it's just the Americans. 
Like, um, that's it. And, that's and a, Mike Ashley, as we said. <laughs> exactly. It's, a, it's just one thing, though. Speaking of the NBA, the, the expulsion of an owner, it happened with that Los Angeles Clippers guy. Yeah, like Donald Sterling. Sterling. And he, yeah. yeah, with his mistress or something. Has there been any other sport franchises in, in, in sports that have kicked the, the way the league has kicked the owner out or like or lowered his shares? I, I can't think of any. So I just, yeah. I just don't see it happening in the EPL. Yeah, so that... That Donald Sterling thing was bad. He was, yeah, it was, it was a racism stuff. Yeah, and, okay. And all that. So, I mean, I don't know if the Super League, well, it's not as egregious as that, but I don't, yeah, I can't, not off the top of my head, I can't think of any, like, where they just kind of said, like, all right, you can't own the team anymore. Because, like, you know, if we're talking bad owners, the Ottawa Senators have maybe the worst owner in pro sports. And he's still... He almost died from like liver failure and someone gave him a liver out of the goodness of their heart. And then he still continued to run the sends into the ground and the NHL is still like, no, we're good. You're good. And then there was a, there was a report. Does he spend money though? Does he, he doesn't spend money then, right? No, no, like not. He's, he's like broke in debt. The Arizona coyotes have this culture of harassment and misogyny and everything. And the NHL is like, ah, fine you're good so i feel like it would take a lot for for it to get you know uh, an owner expelled from owning a team uh vuk sorry go ahead um yeah i i think that uh nick i i disagree with what you're saying about these the other owners uh being fine right and well no one's protesting against them so you know it's okay i, th- I think that's uh what we're talking about now is for me, at least the crux of the problem, right? The, the solution is, is not going to be, Oh, we need nicer billionaires, right? You know, we just need billionaires, billionaire owners who understand the, the culture of the league. They're the uh, best. That's, that's completely sort of looking past the real issue, which is the, the way that uh, the, the business ontology is sort of creeped in and, and seized control of the game at every level, right? So, so yeah, I mean, the, this idea of, you know, let, let's just get some nicer billionaires in, I mean, for me, it's, it's not convincing. The thing is, though, the window's passed now for, like, the uh, approval of foreign billionaires. So if, uh, if, no, if you can't have any more and the criteria has changed now, that means Man City are going to win the league every fucking year then, right? Or Charles, <laughs> if we can't get uh, guys with big bank accounts in. That's uh, that's why I'm dying for that Prince bin Mohammed guy. You know, the one who killed that. Yeah, general. that's a- you know. Listen, he's he's had two years now in exile. Let him buy Liverpool, Newcastle. It's not fair. All right, me and Asia are getting a fist fight, and whoever wins can uh, get his uh, approval. I don't, I don't know if my uh, heart will be in that fight. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm dying for that guy. You know, I love that guy. Yeah, there was a. Yeah, we've gone from fucking Danny Ings to fucking Jaden Santo, which was transfer target. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's a there was rumors during immediately after his the the Premier League rejected him, him as an owner. Uh, Amanda Stavely, who's been like brokering that deal forever on his behalf, said that she believed that the top six were like colluding with Richard Masters and basically like pressuring him to not accept it, uh, which everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, sour grapes, like he killed a journalist, all that, um, which is a legitimate Allegedly. reason. I just don't think the Premier League gives a shit. Like, let's let's be clear about that. <laughs> when you're talking about fit and proper person, if this this dude is like, 
fucking Henry II and Thomas Beckett, like where he's just like, like rid me of this turbulent journalist and they go to Turkey and fucking <laughs> murder him. Butcher. Yeah, well, yeah, honestly, like I feel bad. I kind of not exactly... I mean, yeah, I was being a bit facetious there, but it's, it is, it's like really incredibly gruesome and, and horrific. So, you know, yeah, I apologize, honestly, I feel terrible, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah. So, but also like, like before the Abu Dhabi group, Man City was owned by Taskin Shinawatra. They didn't make him oh, give he it up. Bad. He was on the run from the Thai government. And I, I'm pretty sure he was accused of all these human rights crimes as well. Like, I don't, I don't think they really care. Well, I was just saying, and, and all of that is, is true, and, and I agree with it, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think that just getting an owner who, who hasn't, you know, horrifically murdered uh, journalists is, is a solution. Um, That's like the pre- Yeah, it's not a long-term, it's not a long-term solution, we get that, but in the short time, I can't see Man City keep fucking scooping these trophies up. We need to be on an equal playing field. That means I want I want my sheep and I want him now. Hit, hit them with that points deduction or that relegation, and then they won't be winning the league. If you relegate them to League Two, Nick, they're not going to win the league for you know at least three years, three, say. four years, right? <laughs> Here's been a- Let's, so, oh God, uh, hey, hey, Adrian, tell the tell the sheep to put an offering for Newcastle now because the big six's credibility is gone. Let's see if they vote against him now. They shouldn't even be on the table. Yeah. It should just be fourteen owners. Let's see. Yeah, why, but, why uh, not? Um, yeah, maybe maybe instead of a points deduction, they could be like, all right, like uh, Kevin De Bruyne has to wear shoes that are too big and don't have studs, and uh, your goal has to be slightly larger than the other team's goal. <laughs> no, you know what you do? Make the uh, the make the uh, the rest of the other fourteen teams pick and choose which player they want. They can have one player for the ah, big yeah, six. Yeah, that's what they should and do. The, uh, and the and no, who would go first though? Who would go first in that? De Bruyne. Ooh, a top six draft, De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. and then probably over a Mohammed. Uh, uh, yeah, this year I think. Yeah, you know, number two then. Uh, ooh, top uh, six sweepstakes. I don't know. Are you are you are you drafting based on potential or based on yeah, current? So, so, uh, so dude from Snake Order. If Sheffield had to pick a guy, they're dead last. Who would they take? Mason ADP? Mason Greenwood, because they, then he could go play with them in the championship too. That's grow, a that's a good and call. fit in their team. Oh, Harry yeah, Harry Kane it. might be first. Harry Kane. Yeah, I was gonna say Kane's Kane's got to be up there Son. near the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Van Dyke goes pretty quick. Yeah, well, well he's yeah, injured though, so maybe he's he's, injured, he's, but... he's popped down the list. That's an interesting one. You see him on there. We should. That's a great yeah. topic. We should though. talk about Christian that. Pulisic, uh, but, yeah. But, but Pulisic, he wouldn't be that high. He scored in the Champions League. Yeah, today. who gives he's, a shit? Lots of people score the in the Champions League. <laughs> he's the G now, apparently. Oh, whatever. I don't know. He's the boss of Chelsea. Just wanted um, to give Hope yeah. a shout out. That's all. But anyway, let's let's just kind of wrap this up. We said we'd talk about uh, like fifty plus one or other things we might want to see so what are your feelings about that like if i think we can more or less agree that billionaires controlling these clubs is a problem uh so what would we what would be better i would love a 50 plus one that's actually ideal if if the billionaire doesn't come to liverpool and everyone has to adapt to the 50 plus one i'd accept it i think that i think that's good it's uh but will it ever happen fuck no <laughs> the EPL sold their soul years ago. They sold their soul years ago. Foreigners coming in. It is what it is, though. I love the EPL for that reason. The best players play in the Premier League. And uh, they spend more money. 
then uh, it's what. But going to the German model, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. Like, what about like owners like you know, even like that parish moron? Is he going to sacrifice a hundred percent of it or seventy, whatever he owns? Like, you know, I just don't see the billionaires and the multimillionaires yeah. reducing that to forty nine. I just don't see it. I I kind of agree with you in in the sense that. I don't think you necessarily need to be owned by fans, but I just think that the billionaires need something to stop them from doing the things that they want to do and are yeah, going to do anyways, right? So, like, yeah. Florentino Perez, when he was starting this whole thing, like, literally, like, sounded evil. He sounded like an evil cartoon villain saying, oh, we're going to take football to this rightful place in the world. And it's like, man, like, in the end, at the end of the day, it's a sport, it's a game that people want to pay money to go and watch, Right. You know, and it's kind of like these guys just get into this and and think it's like a hedge fund or, or a car company or something. But no, it's it's a sports team, right? And yeah, I feel like you're limited anyways based on the realities of playing a, that it's a sport and financial realities and stuff. And and it's not it's not a company. Uh, so I feel like you just need to kind of have systems in place that stop these these people who live on different planets from the rest of us from like colluding and doing these kind of things. I just don't know what those systems would be. And I guess maybe a 50 plus one model would work uh, in accomplishing that. Yeah. I mean, to, to implement some kind of 50 plus one system, you'd have to essentially sort of like expropriate these, these clubs. Uh, I'm not sure how, how that, how well that would go over. Um, especially given like even like even Arsenal, what what, what are they valued at? Like two billion, two and a half billion, yeah. I think. Two and a half yeah, billion. like that. So that's you know, um, yeah. I don't right. know. I mean, the, the the idea of sort of imposing a, a fifty plus one system is is attractive, but uh, unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah, pro- probably impractical in a sense, which which is a problem because it's that you know it's basically saying well you know, the, we, we, we sold the game and that's it. Uh, you know, it's over. Um, so, so I, I'm not really like, satisfied by that answer, but I, I think, I think you guys are right that, that it is sort of um, impractical to, to think that, um, that, that, that something like that's going to come into play. Although I, I think it would be, would be great. Yeah. I think for me, I, I heard it put really nicely on a on another podcast. It was like a Newcastle specific podcast, uh, and he he was just like comparing it to like a protected building, like a heritage building. And I I don't know what the like legal apparatus or like the the framework you need for that, but like just the idea that like oh this is like you can do stuff with this, but you still have a responsibility to this like structure and to preserve the like core of it or the, the, you know, the most important stuff. You could put a restaurant in there or a pharmacy or whatever in that building, but, you know, you can't have your red and yellow McDonald's sign. You have to have a classy McDonald's sign. It's not great, but it's better than, than, than like a dumb clown on this beautiful facade. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, like you guys, I think fan ownership is like a really nice idea if you can get the structure right. Because I mean, Real Madrid is kind of technically fan owned, I think, but it's, but you can only vote for the president. So Flor- Perez is like de facto. Yeah, he runs, he runs unelected every, yeah, every so he's, year. He's like effectively the owner, because I think the, the final thought I was kind of having after our discussion was just that like, 
this idea of punishment and, and being able to like move the team and make these decisions without talking to your manager and also like the business executives, like the higher ups in this organization, you know, it, it kind of feels like these clubs are just the owner. If they can make decisions like this, like how much is the club, it's players and fans and built, or how much is it just the person who can define it as they see fit? Adrian, you talk about the president of uh, Madrid, right? Yeah. That basically we can say whatever the hell he wants and his fans are power, his, well, the, the minority fans are all powerless. Yeah, yeah. Right, he's always saying. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Then the president, if if you do the fifty plus one model or whatever Real Madrid do, or the fan zone, that means the president of the club can have the final say, right? Yeah, but that's that's because I don't know exactly how it works. But they just like as a as an socio, they call them like you just get to vote for the president, like that's it. Uh, yeah. So there might be like a model that I don't know about that more involved, where you can have like other like you vote on other things. Okay. But right now it's like I think also the board needs to have a certain amount of money to cover like you need to have a certain amount of money to qualify so it's just like this like <laughs> cabal of billionaires that that are they don't own the club but they decide everything cabal of billionaires I love it we are a cabal of random soccer fans who are going to do predictions right now All right, so welcome back. We're doing the random predictions. Vuk, this is your first time doing this new system that we've got. So we have 10 games that we predict, give or take. And we do seven from like teams that you would not have heard of. And we just go really based on name, based on something. I usually have like a theme for it. Uh, so like the other one time, Nick mistakenly thought Gibraltar was an island. <laughs> uh so the theme last time was monster Stupid. island because it's things that are actually a peninsula so it was just like all <laughs> games happening on peninsulas <laughs> so this one isn't so good this one's like not as elaborate as that it's just like screw the esl screw the top league so every game is from the like a lower league it's from a second division of different countries uh that we don't really know about their footballing traditions and then usually we have three prem or maybe Syria off, it's Adian on uh, games to predict. Uh, but this time, again, screw that. We're going to do the championship because whatever. <laughs> so awesome. basically 10 predictions. And for these, for the first seven, you're not allowed to do any research. So you can't Google standings. You can't stats, nothing. No stadium, no, like you can't. You know, if you know something about the team, great. Uh, Coventry City, baby. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> But you can't you can't learn anything during this. It's just straight top of your head, make a prediction, and then all right. And and sorry, am I just predicting win loss draw? Am I uh, everything scoreline. Score so it's scoreline, and then if you get if you get the scoreline right exactly, you get three points. If you get the result correct but the score wrong, then you get one point. And if you get everything wrong, which happens to Adrian and Nick and everyone else that isn't me mostly, uh, then you get zero points. <laughs> Yo, man, you didn't. You know, the last part for Richard. Yeah, yeah. Richard just Richard just does one three every time. Nick is cocky because <laughs> he's he's got a ten point lead. Uh, this is the only thing in life that I'm uh, at the top of, so I have to uh, um, 
express it. This is like during, and who, this is his equivalent of during the World Cup when there was that Facebook game where you could do keep ups on your phone. <laughs> oh, and I was amazing at it. And everyone else, that's, that's the equivalent. I was so bad at that. Yeah. Oh, you gotta bring that game back. I got like 140 and I was first place. Yeah. Fucking aging gets like 250. Yeah, I man. I got I did it again recently, like a few months ago, because it was locked down. I got like 500. <laughs> and then I was like, you need to stop, dude. You need to stop. Oh my god. All right. Okay. Right. So this is we'll go through again. We'll we'll start with Nick Gill and then we'll go Nick Lasako and then we'll go Vuk so you can get a feel for it. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to start in the second division of Argentina. We've got Nueva Chicago versus Deportiva Riestra. I, I'm so far behind, and I remember on the thing it said match abandoned because of COVID five points. So I'm going to say match abandoned, COVID-related. You know what? Issues. Nick has said that. <laughs> I have never said that, and I've never supported that idea. I, I think you get three points if it is. <laughs> It's five. <laughs> I remember. On the exact said five points. I'll take it. Match about All right, it, fine. Please. You could say it, I guess. Um, the lack of medical supplies. I'm going to say that Chicago is at a distinct disadvantage because of how far they have to travel for this match. So we're going with the other team that isn't Chicago is going to take it 2-0. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 uh, for... Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 for Chicago. Yeah, I believe that it's a suburb of Buenos Aires. Uh, I'm going to say that it's a, a draw. 1-1. One, one. Okay, so... Messi will, Messi will leave at the end of the season. Messi will go back to that home team. Help him out. Is that shit? Uh, maybe. We'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> uh, so let's go to Sweden. Second division in Sweden. We've got Norby. That's two R's. Norby and Landskrona. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the two R's, uh, Norby. Uh, let's go two 0 again. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, one nil for Norby, and I'll go two one for Norby. <laughs> it's funny because sometimes the other people they see this and they're like, "Someone knows something about Norby," <laughs> and they just go with a win. <laughs> okay, so. Let's move south to Algeria. Second division in Algeria. We've got RC Cuba versus USM Bilda. Fucking hell. Um, let's just say 1-1. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, both goals. There it is. <laughs> I keep forgetting the names of these teams the more we do this. Uh, I really just... <laughs> you just said them and I forgot both. So can you please repeat them? <laughs> RC Cuba... USM Builda. It's awfully oh, okay. close to research. So yeah, I was I was gonna say like Corba, but let's go with RCM Builda. Uh, they're gonna help me keep uh, building my lead at the top of the table, and they're gonna win three one. It's a Richard scoreline. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm going two one for USM. The uh, confidence in the away team here. I will say this is a this is a. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to flip Knicks and say it's 3-1 for Cuba. <laughs> and next, we're moving to Japan. We've got Aberex Nigata versus JEF United. So Aberex Nigata and Jeff United. Fuck, JEF United. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, actually, I like, I like JEF. 3-1. Uh, 
You know where JEF United is based? No. Where Minamino was born. All right. So we're going to go with them. Uh, 1 0. Oh, clean sheet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this Jeff United thing. Uh, it's it's going to be 1 0 for Jeff United. That's my. I'm going to put this as a 3 0 for Aberex. Yeah, you know, I'm actually curious now. I'm going to fucking step like three in the morning to watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> My interest level is peak now. I'm actually pumped to watch it. What day is it? It's, oh, these are actually all on the same day. They're all May 1st. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. Saturday. There you go. Sunday morning. Uh, so so this about. one is uh, New Zealand. New Zealand doesn't have like a unified second division. They have regional league. So this is the New Zealand Central League. It's Western mm-hmm. Suburbs versus Pitone. Or pet one. Oh, Western Suburbs. Chris Wood's old team, out of respect for those for Hatchet, go uh, 3 0. Is that actually Chris Wood's old team? No, I'm just fucking oh, with you. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, I'm from a suburb uh, in the west of Ottawa, so that team speaks to me. Um, and they're going to win 4 2. Ooh. Uh, I'm going 1 1. Uh, I think uh, maybe I'll go for the upset here. Uh, uh, I'll go 6 1 Patone. Pet one. Fuck it. I don't know. All right. Did Did anyone see Chris Wood hold uh, put in the ball in the corner flag when they're at four 0 against Wolves? Nah. You didn't see it. <laughs> he had the ball in the corner flag. He was holding the ball, and uh, they're at four 0 The ninety. I was like, wow. Fucking <laughs> I'm gonna find you the photo. I was like, I was like, wow. This is hilarious. It was on. It was on Twitter. Football shit housery on the on the Twitter page. <laughs> 4-0 up, and he's holding the ball in the corner flag. Oh, good. Hey man, fundamentals, man. That's how you win. That's how you win ball games. Uh, speaking of ball games, uh, let's see one in in Panama. So Panama second division. We've got U M E C I T, and I tried to look up what their full name was, and I I didn't see it. So that team is playing Champions Academy. Oh, who are maybe a reality <laughs> show? I don't know, but. Those are the teams. You got a, a long acronym versus a reality show. I'm gonna go with uh, nil nil. Uh, in the long fought battle, a battle that is akin to the siege of Constantinople, uh, the acronyms versus the reality shows. I think this round is gonna go to the acronyms. Two one. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, two one Champions Academy. All right. Just to contextualize Nick's somewhat <laughs> bizarre comment, we we somehow through Hungarian teams started this like ongoing thing where we talk about the, the siege of Constantinople. It just comes up again now and again. Um, yeah, I like I like uh, Nick's feeling as this is a drama to say this is two two. And next, Gibraltar used to have a, a first and a second division, but then they merged into the current division. But they do have the intermediate league, which is basically a U23 league. So we've got Glacis United Reserves versus Lynx Reserves. Oh boy. Glaz- uh, I'm going to go with the home team, Glazers, out of respect for United owners, favorite owners in the world. 2-0. Uh, two, two uh, yeah, so against the Super League, uh, we're taking Lynx 3 0. Uh, I'm going to say 2 2. And I'm going to say it's uh, 
Uh, 3-1. 3-1 for the uh, home team. Not 23-1 like I typed. Just 3-1. <laughs> hey, All right. You, ty- you type how, it, you predict it. How, how bad are you going to feel if, if it's a, a shocking blowout? If it's 23-1, <laughs> man, I'm going to fucking... I don't know. I'll be so mad. I'll, I'll quit playing. I'll deduct... Tw- if it's 23-1, I'll deduct 23 points to myself from myself. Um, okay, so next we're going to move to championship games Watford recently secured promotion and Norwich is already up as well I hate that fucking team Watford I know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad I'm, I'm tired oh, of the same teams coming up all the time. I don't know. yeah well okay Norwich got the exact same players as well I, I like know. Pookie don't get me wrong Canwell great player but for fuck's sake they're <laughs> only going to get sent back down when again. Dia, I know when Dia, Dia, like, Tim Cruel back in the, in the, in the show oh, no, is he Grant Hanley Grant yeah he's Hanley? a keeper yeah, yeah. It's the exact same Norwich team that got relegated. Same team. One for eleven. Max Aaron's. They're all fucking yeah. there again. I'm you know what? Team. You know what? Actually, you know, yeah. This is making me. I'm. I don't like promotion relegation anymore. This is stupid. Let's let's Super League. <laughs> Bring the Super League in. I don't want to see Norwich anymore. I don't want to see Watford. I don't want to see Swansea. Who's gonna probably gonna be the other team? Yeah, oh, they are. God. They are. Uh, well, here we go. Because because this is because we could have the same three go up. And who's the other team that got relegated last year? What for Bournemouth, Norwich right? And- yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth. Yeah, so and that's who we're starting with. So Bournemouth are playing Wickham. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Uh, and I think uh, I'm gonna go yeah. I think for context, uh third to sixth is decided. I think no one can mathematically oh. catch them up, but uh, fifth or third has 78 points. And then uh, I don't know the order, but Bournemouth, Swansea, and Barnsley are are fourth to sixth, and they all have seventy seven points. Yeah, yeah. I th- uh, who's the other? Brentford is Brentford, the other one, yeah. right? Yeah. Give me Brentford or Barnes. Give me Brent- Brent- Brentford. Brentford have seventy eight, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll go with uh, Bournemouth. I think Dominic Solanke <laughs> finally found his feet in the uh, champion championship. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I'm going to go with a blowout here, 4 nil. Who are they playing? Sorry. Wickham. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be 3-1. And uh, Adebayo, Akin Fenwa is going to score because he's playing for uh, <laughs> for Wickham. And he's great. And I think he scored the first pen. Oh, it's his first year in the championship, I think. And he's, like, 38. He's been playing in, like, League 1 and League 2 for his entire career. And this is his first season. So it's kind of cool. And you got him for a, for a hat trick? No, he's gonna he's gonna score the lone Wickham goal in a three-one loss. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go uh, one 0 Wickham here. Ooh! Wow, the upset. I think, think the cherries are gonna bottle it. Yeah, why, why not? Adrian, what place is Barnsley in? Are they fourth or fifth? I think I think they're fourth. What I think is, uh, I think the team in fifth is going to be happy to stay at fifth just to play fucking Barn- Barnsley the weak link. I don't even know they're in the top six. There you go. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I want to see them or Brentford come up. The third place team there. never seems to make it. They always seem to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. strange. Too much pressure. That's why Sunderland Dog- are just taking a nosedive before the playoffs. They're just, uh, <laughs> they don't want to be in that <laughs> dreaded third spot. <laughs> How many, how many times Derby keep getting yeah. in playoffs and keep bottling it? It's like been seven, eight years. Well, they're not getting, they're not in this year. We could tell, <laughs> I could tell you that, but they are playing Swansea. So let's let's uh, predict that. So there, we've got Swansea hosting Derby. Uh, Andre Ayew, two goals, two nil Swansea. Wow, he's still there, eh? Um, yeah, no one wants to, No one's taking those wages on. Trust me. Yeah. 
one one. I'm gonna go two 0 Swansea. And I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go three 0 actually. I think Swan the Swans will uh, uh pet. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Yeah, that's better. I was trying to make them like fight the Rams, but now they'll take flight. That's much better. But will it be top flight? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, then we have uh, Preston North End, and they are hosting Barnsley. Based on current form, I assume Barnsley would win. Uh, going with a two-one Barnsley. I don't even know anyone on that team. Well, bad then. Yeah. Fifth leg. The only thing, the thing that I know about this game the most is that I think David Moyes once managed Preston North End. So using that info, uh, Barnsley is going to win three-one. Another Richard scoreline for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, 1-0 Preston based on their uh, storied and completely irrelevant history of uh, winning the top flight at some point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think, weren't they the other Invincibles, I think, in like the 1800s? Yeah. Think- yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. Uh, so I, I... They did have a long... They had a 40-something... What was it? 44-game and being streak, I think. Maybe, but I, I don't know if they went undefeated in the season, though. I think it was one season, the end, and then it started another. Oh, okay, yeah. Remember. But they're the other. But I remember I was researching them when Liverpool were at thirty-nine, and then fucking Watford the pricks. I'm fucking. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Vuk score line one nil here because I also I just want to see an upset, at least one, and I've been betting on the uh, the promotion contenders so far. Want to mix it up? All right, and that's that. Vuk is your first. Uh, your first random predictions. We used to keep detailed stats, but then I, I had to go back to work. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, the rolling lockdowns are, uh, are really hampering our predictions ability. All right, but but how did it feel, Vuk? Are you ready to uh, yeah, I look, I'm keep looking pushing forward, on? I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the results. Um, yeah, if you, if you can send me a list of these games. Keep, keep track as the results come in. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it in the the chat for everyone else who's not here to fill it out. Thank you for listening. Uh, that's us for today. That's your soccer group chat. Uh, you could find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Maybe if Spotify's bid goes through, maybe you can find us on the official Arsenal FC website. Who knows? Maybe we'll get Robbie on the show. We can only hope. Uh, so thanks. Don Robbie. Don so Robbie. Don Robbie, if you're listening, uh, you know, put us on. Don't listen to all the horrible things we say about Arsenal all the time. <laughs> and uh, tell your friends. Follow us on socials. We've got an Instagram that one day we're going to post on. So be there for this occasion. Bye. I, I don't know. Thanks for listening. I said thanks for listening. I just said a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>